Spider-Man, Spider-Man, where could he be? Is he the one who's hiding in the tree? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, don't be sad. Instead, get glad. New glad trash bags. Because <laughs> that's where this movie's going to end up going. Oh! Zing. Zing. Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Donna. And this is The Bargain Den. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and telling you whether or not they're movies or are they bargain-worthy. Do they deserve to be in bargain dens and bargain trends and mm. bargain lens? And bargain... Friends. Friends. Yes. We're continuing on our Sam Raimi trilogy of the Spider-Man trilogy by Sam Raimi. And we, God darn it, we've made it to the end of this this thing. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. This was before uh, colons were invented. Um, <laughs> or semicolons. Um, <laughs> and so it was. there wasn't like a tacked on end to this. It wasn't like, you know. Spider-Man 3, Fall from Grace. Yeah, exactly. What would what, what have been? Because, okay, let's, 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 let's try to rebrand these three real quick. Oh, there was okay. Spider-Man. Like, Do we just leave that one? Or does it get a colon? I think it gets a colon. Because everything has a colon nowadays. Okay. Spider-Man. Uh, rise to action. I think it would be like something like stupid like that. Okay, yeah. But, Spider-Man, colon. A journey, rise to action. Rise to action. Like, a journey begins or something. Because um, it was early 2000s. People weren't really thinking properly back then. <laughs> what about, like, um... Spider-Man, daddy issues. <laughs> Spider-Man, who bitcha? <laughs> well, I don't know that they could do that one. <laughs> Can't think they... I don't think they could actually put the word bitch into a title. <laughs> Bit. Who bit you? No, but that's not what you said. Yeah, you said, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what okay. it would become semantically, but... Gotcha. So Spider-Man 1, who bit you? Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> 2, Electric Boogaloo, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Spider-Man 3... Fall from Grace was pretty good. Fall from Grace. It's fitting. Yeah, Topher uh, Grace... Yes. <laughs> wow, it's on so many levels. Thank you. Man. Um, but we are going to spoil this Spider-Man 3 movie, uh, so heads up. Uh, but jump in, jump on, let's get to telling that story. Donna, Spider-Man 3, talk to me about it. Okay, well, we are going to spoil it. I just, just want to reiterate it. I just said it. You can't throw it back to me and have me start it. Okay. Well, in that case, we start out with... Peter Parker. It's a good start. You got his name right. Doing, thank you. He's doing pretty well for himself. He's got his girlfriend, Mary Jane, and they're together, and that's a thing. Maybe he's not giving her as much attention as he ought to, but he's Spider Man. You know, she gets it, I think. 
And, um, but, but things are still weird with Harry. Because Harry now knows, Harry Osborn now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So it's actually weirder than ever. Mm-hmm. And Harry, um, has found his dad's, you know, Green Goblin shit. And finally his dad's like, don't be a disappointment. You have to kill Peter Parker. You, I knew you'd, you know, wimp out before, but you have to, like, really kill him. So Harry tries to do that. But he gets hurt, gets hit on the head, and forgets uh, a convenient amount of information. Mm-hmm. Um, so now him and Peter are kind of friends again, and also Mary Jane and him are kind of getting close. Like, oh, because Peter's not giving her enough attention. Also, somebody who was involved in Uncle Ben's death is on the loose. Mm. Yeah, there's an escaped convict. And um, also, also, while this is happening, Spider-Man's becoming like a big deal. He saves the mayor's daughter or something. Yes, Gwen Stacy. Who happens to be in Peter Parker's class... And um, and there's this big event where they give Spider-Man a key to the city. And Spider-Man's showing off a little bit, you know? Like, he's never been in the limelight before. So he, uh, he kisses Gwen Stacy. In front of Mary Jane. And does their the, special upside-down kiss. Their special upside-down kiss. Um, not cool, Spider-Man. Not cool. Peter Parker. Mary Jane's upset. Yeah, she do be. And then, also, 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 a meteorite hits the ground. And Mm. out of it crawls this black ooze stuff that attaches itself to Spider-Man and turns him into stronger Spider-Man. With a black suit instead of a red and blue one. Yeah. Um... And it kind of starts to get into his personality a little bit. He starts to be kind of a hoity-toity little dickhead. Like, he brought some to his teacher to look at with him. And uh, at one point, his teacher calls him up like, Hey, uh, you didn't keep any of that, did you? Because I'm starting to think this is dangerous. And... Of course, Peter's got it, like, all up in his system. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Also, 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 mm-hmm. there's a new photojournalist working at the Daily, played by um, uh, Trofer Grace. Um, and uh, he's, uh, he's kind of a jerk. He's Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. And he takes these really incriminating pictures of Spider-Man. And... Inevitably, Peter Parker figures out they're photoshopped, gets Eddie Brock in trouble and fired from the Daily Bugle. Mm-hmm. And by this point, he's also stolen his girlfriend because Eddie Brock and Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy were dating. Mm-hmm. But now, um, basically after... Here we go. Harry recovers his memory and realizes, oh, yeah, I need to get back at Peter Parker because he killed my dad as Spider-Man. And so his way to get back is to break his heart by forcing Mary Jane to break up with him. Well, Mary Jane and him weren't exactly on the best of terms anyway. So this happens. 
and then Peter Parker decides to date Gwen Stacy, mostly just to get back at Mary Jane, though. And when Gwen Stacy realizes this, she breaks up with him, and then he, Peter Parker, accidentally socks Mary Jane in the face. Oh, yeah. At her place of work. At which point he realizes, actually, I've not been acting myself, and I just hurt someone I love. I no longer wish for this black ooze to be a part of me, making me put my hair emo in my face. Yeah, and do dance numbers. He pulls off the symbiotic suit and manages to barely break free underneath a loud bell. Um, and, because loud noises hurt the symbiote, uh, but it all falls on to Eddie Brock, who now becomes Venom. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, also that escaped convict, he got he got put into a giant sand machine. Also, 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 he got put into a giant sand machine. And that turned him into sand. He, was, he became the Sandman. He did. And Peter, well, Spider-Man and the Sandman have had a couple run-ins at this point. Yes. Um, but... Somewhere along the way, Peter Parker learns that, hey, um, that guy that died wasn't actually the guy that killed your uncle. It was this escaped convict, so we're letting you know he escaped. Yeah, which is, like, totally what they do. Police, they're like, oh, by the way, this escaped guy we think is the one who killed your uncle. Don't go get revenge or anything, but just wanted you to know. Yeah, just giving you a heads up. All of this culminates to Venom uh, kidnapping Mary Jane with the help of the Sandman, takes him to a building and is like, come get me, Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man's like, Harry, I I love you. I need your help. They have MJ. Also, Spider-Man fucked up Harry. He threw a grenade at him and blew up part of his face. But now he's like, I need your help. Or not. Whatever. Bye. And goes to fight Venom and the Sandman. And it's not looking good. But then... Harry shows up as the Hobgoblin, and there's a big fight. Harry dies. Sandman evaporates because he's like, I no longer wish to fight. I'm Thomas Church. Bye. (laughs) Well, Sandman explains to Peter his version of the story where he really didn't mean to kill his uncle, and he feels deeply regretful about it but he needed to raise money for his daughter who's, like, terminally ill or something. Yeah. And Peter, having realized through this whole story arc the power of forgiveness, forgives him. And, yeah, he evaporates off into the wind to go do his, you know, Sandman things. Right. And through the power of sound, not forgiveness, Venom gets separated from Trophor Grace but then exploded by a bomb. Um, and yeah. They both both die, I guess, and Harry gets impaled in the chest. Oh yeah, because Topher Grace didn't want to let it go. Yeah, or Eddie Brock. Yeah, so they both die together. Yeah, um, Venom and Eddie. But then Peter goes to visit Mary Jane, and they kind of make up. But that's the end of Spider-Man Three. Can I just say, <laughs> I was curious as to what my feelings would be at the end of this movie, um, because I remember not liking it after having left it for some time. Yeah. And it, I feel like I felt the exact same way. Like, where I was like, huh, I don't know, that set weird. That was weird. And as time has gone on, I've liked it less and less. Yeah. Um, and I, part of it is like, I'm just, this is not 
this is just our podcast, so I'm just talking to you. So I want to. I love Venom. Venom is one of my favorite villains, and one of the things I love so much about Spider-Man. And he sucks in this movie. He's not fun, and I really like the Eddie Brock story to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, he looked like garbage. He looked like a Spider-Man, but with a black suit and a big mouth. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks so cool in the new Venom movie, and I'm just excited for that universe to keep going. Yeah, uh, Carnage is one of my favorite super villains. Like, I'm so stoked for them to bring him into the universe. And I love Spider-Man. They dropped the ball <laughs> on Spider-Man 3. But maybe we can find some balls. But wait. Oh, wait. I'll come back to I, balls now. I also want to. Please. I was, I was realizing as I said it, I was like, probably let you, you know, I guess. Hold on. Yeah, no, you know what? You can go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you yeah, so course, much. Of course. You have um, 60 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, that's okay. We, we can go look for good? some balls. Yeah. No. I mean, you're welcome to have the floor. <laughs> I would love to hear your opinion. It's just... The the making Peter Parker cool when he has Venom is the thing. That's that's where it all. That's where it all. Uh, and um, because if I think it's supposed to be a bit uncomfortable, but they overshot the mark on that. Um, it's incredibly uncomfortable, and I I really like this movie's Sandman story arc. But there's too many things going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Way too many. And they spent a very long time on, like, Mary Jane and Peter Parker falling apart. And not very long on, like, Eddie Brock and why he's so desperate to have this job. And Sandman. And how he's, like, a person who's deeply regretful about his life and not being able to be with his dying daughter. Like, they give those all enough space. It's just they... There was a lot of shit going on, and I really liked both Eddie Brock and the Sandman stories. And Harry's. I mean... Yeah. I just... There's too much. Doing too much, and... And I can't... Like, just the thought of of Tobey Maguire walking around, like, downtown New York dancing and snapping at women makes me embarrassed. Yeah. Deeply in the pit of my soul. I could talk forever about these movies. We should move on. Maybe <laughs> we can find some balls in the clearance aisle. Okay. All the balls were dropped, and so we got them all in the clearance aisle. <laughs> um, You're incredible. Was this movie frugal or not frugal? I would, I would like to start us off with the conversation. I don't know what happened to this franchise. There's so much with Spider-Man, like in the background, because like Sony owned Spider-Man, but then Marvel kind of kicked off, and there was this weird dynamic where it was in limbo for so long. And um, what I'm curious about is, I don't like. I'm pretty certain that. Tobey Maguire was, like, signed on for, like, like six movies. Really? Like, I, if I remember correct, they were going to continue. And, like, I know that Spider-Man 4, I think, was supposed to start with him, like, capturing Mysterio. There was, like, some storyboards that were leaked. Um, oh. So I don't know what happened, but this movie, something with this movie was so severe that it they managed <laughs> to lose the franchise, and it wasn't rebooted again for several years until 
the Andrew Garfield, the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so I'm going to say not frugal right there. Like, mm. right? Like, not frugal. Yeah, like, your movie was so bad that they stopped the franchise after it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not frugal for sure. Mm-hmm. You know how we were talking about colons earlier? Mm-hmm. There's a tagline, apparently, for this movie, which is, Next summer, the greatest battle lies within. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, this movie had some people's hands on it that were not Sam Raimi. There's just no way. It just was, like you said, too much. I, I mean, this is a prime example of, like, doing more, making less. I mean, mm. so I'm going to say not frugal. You put yeah. all too many eggs in the basket. Also, at some point, Spider-Man thinks he defeats the Sandman because he turns him into sludge. Mm-hmm. And he goes down in the sewer. I feel like someone as smart as Peter Parker would know better than that. <laughs> like, you know you didn't defeat him. Yeah. I don't know. This man's made of sand, and eventually, he will dry out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Sandman, he's a very interesting villain. Um, I do love this series, how much it, it like, all of these movies, I would say frugal, it uses the source material as hard as possible. Like, if you look up a picture of Sandman from the comics, mm-hmm. he always wears... He like that dude looks like Sandman. Like, do you want to, you pull up a picture real quick? No, because I have something else. Okay, you well, pull I'll up pull it picture. up. Yeah, sorry, you just had your phone out, and I thought it'd be easier since it's in your hands and stuff. And I have some thrifty trivia. Oh, nice. It's been a minute. Oh yeah, he looks exactly like that. Like khaki pants and a green striped shirt. It's like green and darker green stripes, horizontal. Yeah. So Thomas Church played Sandman, like, they got... It's, like, exact. And also, Thomas Church is the perfect kind of, like, chiseled dude. Like, he looks like the the comic version. Yes. Is Thomas Church's name? Did I get that right? I'm Let's, trusting you on it. I'll look it up. Flint Marco is the... The character? Yeah. I... I realized watching this that this movie shaped a lot of my personhood in the sense of, like, the deep internal shame felt like any time I thought I was being cool mixed with, like, the perspective of stories, like... (laughs) My innate ability to look at something and say... Well, what if, what if he's trying to raise money for his terminally ill daughter and didn't mean to kill his uncle? You know, that's probably where that came from. Gotcha. So you have some thrifty trivia, though? Yeah. Thrifty trivia! I do. Okay. So this might help us uh, determine the frugality. Apparently... Kirsten Dunst, a natural blonde, plays redhead Mary Jane, while Bryce Dallas Howard, a natural redhead, plays blonde Gwen Stacy. Mm, Not Not frugal. frugal. Um, I will add, Bryce Dallas Howard, I was like, where have I seen her before? That's Ron Howard's daughter. 
Um, oh my god, you're so right! Right, in Arrested Development, remember? Holy shit. And so I just looked up, I was like, I'm going to make certain on that. And I just looked at her bio, and <laughs> this is like, the second sentence is really buck wild. To have, like, I... Bryce Dallas Howard was born March 2nd, 1981, in Los Angeles, California. She was conceived in Dallas, Texas. The reason for her middle name. <laughs> Amazing. Could you imagine? Like, Dad? Like, why? Like, <laughs> well, I uh, fucked your mom in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, uh, your name is an embodiment of, like, your dad being inside your mom. Like, that's... That's really, that's really blue. Sorry, like that's. Oh, you're right when you put it that way. I said it out loud, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it was bad already, but oh my god! But that's what it's saying. It is. Yeah. Woof. Ah, I'm so sorry, Debbie pickup truck, Reynolds. (laughs) Oh god. Um, I have two more that I think go hand in hand. Actually, three. All about the making of the film. All about the making, making, making. In total, the film took two years and ten months to make. It's mm, pretty long. It was considered at one point to split the movie into two films. Oh my god. And there were many scenes that were shot but never released on DVD, including a montage of Peter in his black suit taking down criminals and leaving them strung up. Tons of character-building moments, a confrontation scene between Captain Stacy and Eddie Brock, where Gwen dumps him at her father's house, and Peter freaking out after he looks in a mirror and sees a nightmarish version of the Venom symbol sim- symbiote screaming at him. That all sounds like this would have made this a lot better movie. Yeah. I mean, what did we just say? Like, oh, I wish there was a little more character development. They didn't try to do so much in this one movie. Yeah. So not frugal. I mean, all the wasted film and time and manpower and, wow, not frugal. Not frugal. But here's another fact to consider. It was the highest grossing movie of 2007. That is frugal. This came out... I'm sorry, you, you go let's finish more. I do have one more, I think, because it's just important for what you were saying. Someone included this piece of trivia. Sam Raimi was deeply unhappy with how the film turned out. He had hoped that the planned fourth film would have made up for it. Aw. Bummer. <laughs> That's that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, this came out a year before Iron Man. Which changed everything. Yeah, that was those were the times. That was when shit took off, huh? Yep. Spider Man crawled so Iron Man could walk. But Or fly. What what perfect time for us to be talking about these movies for the third Spider Man Tom Holland to be announced. You know, on that note. I really, there's an important debate that, like, we figured out this movie's not frugal, right? And we'll figure out a lesson, but before we do that, there's another important debate we need to settle. Who's the best Spider-Man? Look, I don't have a ton of... In our lifetimes. I don't have a ton of friends. I don't want to lose any. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Brandon, we have to know. We have to know. They all have their merits. I love them all. I mean, do you mean like 
Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Well, or? No, no, no. I'm just talking about Peter Parker and our lifetime actors. Do so, you think it's Tobey Maguire? Do you think it's Andrew Garfield? Do you think it's Tom Holland? Got it. So we're just discounting Miles Morales entirely. You just, you're, you're he's not, his own thing. Got it. So you're just like, you know. Because, listen, if we threw him in the mix, he would win. Yeah. You just, just want to focus on the white people and stuff. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Look, if we included Miles Morales in this competition, he would win, hands down. That's not the discussion I want to have. Okay, okay. So which of the, which, who played, you're just asking who's the best Peter Parker then? Yes, who's the best Peter Parker? Okay. I'm personally really partial to all of them. Oh my God. <laughs> what a good conversation we're having. Thank this. you. Uh, I, I really think it's either Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield for me. Really? So you're just really. like not Toby. Well, because Toby McGuire was my introduction to Peter Parker. But there's just something about him that's a little too, like, goofy, but also, like, self-absorbed, weirdly. I I think Andrew Garfield's maybe one of the, like, cooler Spider-Mans, you know? But Tom Holland's maybe the most lovable Spider-Man. He's the most neighborhood Spider-Man, you know? See, I think, I think Tobey Maguire plays the best Peter Parker. I think... Tom Holland plays the best Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I liked Andrew Garfield, but don't... Like, we'll rewatch those at some point. I can't remember much. Hmm. I remember how the second one ends. I think the, I think the thing with the, that one is that it feels so detached from everything. Because uh-huh. it set up a bunch of stuff, and then the end of the second one set up for, like, a big, big third one. And then we lost it. Such a disappointment. It re- like I wish I wish it would have had that opportunity just because like it was gonna be big. Like that was a big thing they were trying to do. Um, yeah, and I mean I'm so thankful because like they were Tom Holland wasn't gonna get a third one. Like that was a big talk for a while. Hmm. They were gonna lose it, which we gotta watch that second one. Um, the home far from home. Yeah, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it, dude. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, we 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 stand Jake Gyllenhaal here. We do. Spider Man Three, not frugal. What's the lesson? Don't do so much. Yeah, know your limits. Don't do too much. Don't do so much. Definitely. Well, do you want to thank some people? I do. <clears throat> I <laughs> would like to thank <laughs> the Lounge Kittens. For their cover of Dirty Deeds and the Dun Dirt Cheap. That was all right. It's good. Um, but no, the Lounge Kittens are really great. And if you ever wanted to check out some other, like, lounge-style covers, um, they have lots of them. And I think you will find it very good and very entertaining. Um, <laughs> Brandon's currently zooming in on the crotch okay, my- of, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> on the well, now the face of, uh, what's his character name? Sandman. No, but his, uh... Flint Marco. Flint Marco. Sorry. Flint Marco with Sandman hands. But he was, a, he was an action figure. Everybody was there for action it. Action figure, yep. Um, <laughs> I also want to thank Sarah Anastasia for our cover art, and you can check out more of her work. She does lots of really, really cool, like, anime-inspired stuff that you will probably like. And I also want to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. And if you want to give us money, you can do that there. 
just find our show on Anchor and then go to the option that's like money and give us money. Um, you don't have to do that. It's just an option that I wanted you to know about. But if you're not going to give us money, I'll forgive you if you tell a friend about our show. Eat. Or if you go and write us a review on iTunes. And if you do that, you get the perk of becoming the next Bargainer. Bargainer, just like BAJ51012. Thank you. Thank you, Baj. You can dethrone them by going and writing a review on iTunes. Do it. And we'll even read it on the podcast, so you can always look back at that episode. Hopefully it's not a porn, but, you know. You never so know. roll the dice. Roll the dice. We do 52 episodes in a year. And gall darn it. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. It's the, the chance you take when you do bargain bin picks. Did we miss any episodes in a year? I don't think we've missed any in a year. It's been a minute since we missed an episode. Not that that's something we should focus on, but just curious. I was just thinking. It's been a while, yeah. I think we've been, been pretty on top of it, if I do say so myself. Well, thanks for staying with our consistent selves consistently. <laughs> we'll be back to show more consistence next week with uh, a brand new episode of The Bargain Den featuring Brandon. And Donna. Uh, Wednesdays, 5 a.m. Central Standard Time to the United States. Oh, before we leave, I did want to just let everyone know Yes, we did this Spider-Man series mostly for the fun of it. You can expect more of that in the future. Hmm. But we're not going to do a bunch of brand new stuff that you haven't had the chance to see yet. Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to stay true to that so we don't ruin a bunch of stuff. And so you don't have to stop listening because you actually have to keep listening. Legally, you're obligated. You're Legally welcome. Legally so, yeah. But um, we are going to be back next week. Like, we'll, we'll have intermittent, like, old-fashioned bargain picks. What Donna's trying to say, and just in transparency, basically, that we want to start. There's some series that we've been wanting to watch for a long time, a handful of things, uh, not to, to give away what those are, but... Spider-Man's been something we've talked about probably for a couple of years now, like really, really wanting to rewatch these movies. Yeah, we both grew up on that. And we don't actually have enough time in our lives to watch more than what we watch for these podcasts. And so mm-hmm. we're kind of melding the two together, and we hope you enjoy and are along for the ride. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and we'll be back next week. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Pineapples haven't yet become the legal source of legal alternative energy. energy.